DW. The 77 percent. Hello, 77%ers. A warm welcome to the 77% show, a platform that gives you chance to be part of the debate shaping the African continent. Today's show is very interesting as we are focusing on the population boom and how young people nowadays are deciding on their family sizes. There's been a lot of talk about Africa's population boom over the next couple of years. But increasingly, more people are desiring smaller families. As a civil servant, you know the, how meager the salary is. So giving back to so many, I can't catch up for them because of my little earning. What are your ideas? Tell us on our Facebook page, DW Africa. I'm your host, Miriam Kaliza, and I'll be doing this with my colleague, Michael Oti in Bonn. Africa's population, by the way, is expected to double over the next 18 years. But that is only one part of the story. Here in Malawi, more young people are having smaller families than our parents' generation. We'll be hearing from them shortly, but first, let's head to northern Nigeria in Kaduna. The views are divided over family size. My colleague Muhammad Aoumin has been speaking to people. I should have having about five or six. But due to what I have experienced in life, I decided to cut it a kind of to be uh, to have a small family that is to have two maximum of three. I need many children. Why? Just like that, I like babies. Children is very important. Is it because you came from a very large family? My mother she have nine children. But me I want born like ten children. I prefer to have children that can uh, can take care of. Uh, even if there are many if I have the capacity and the resources to take care of them, I would like to have as much as I can. But if I know that I can't take care of uh, the number of children that maybe will overwhelm my resources, then I will limit myself to the number that I can accommodate. I prefer children because I can take care of them considering the Nigeria we are today, unlike before, that uh, you can give back to so many and maybe send them to farm, you understand. And now, considering the urban setting again, I would still prefer few children because of the hike in price, uh, prices of food. So I will be able to cater for them. And then as a civil servant, you know the, how meager the salary is. So giving back to so many, I can't cater for them because of my little earning. Due to the economy and uh, the way things are, I think it's more advisable someone has fewer children because you'll be able to manage the little resources you have and be able to take very good care of the children, mostly in education and even the feeding, the medication and other things. So the little resources you have, when you have fewer children, you'll be able to maintain and give them the best you can. Interesting thoughts there, Mohammed. My parents' generation, though more, was better. By my generation has different views, but we need to find out why that change. I'm here today in the company of four people. Mine Tumodzi, a young family man, Ezelina Gamaliza, a young woman still deciding on what type of family she would like to have, Monalisa Mkandawile, a young mom who is for fewer children, and Patrick Dambula, who thinks large families are a blessing from God. Mai, can you take us through? At one point in time, my wife has told me that... Uh, her mom approached her and said, are you not going to have two or you are at? 
At one point in time, she also came to me saying, uh, my own mom also approached her, uh, telling her, no, that's enough, true, uh, okay. Uh, so uh, there's that debate on my wife's family, uh, they think we can add one or two. Uh, from my family, they think two are okay. That's what has been there. But then everything has been left uh, for us to decide anyway. Because at the end of the day, I am the father and she's the mother. Have you sat down and discussed with your wife why you should have two children or why you should have more? We always bring this debate in the house. Uh, we joke about it uh, day in, day out. But most of the times, uh, we have agreed or we have settled for two anyway. Um, but still, um, we give each other that probability that should it happen maybe as an accident as others would call it, well, we can welcome another. But uh, we are comfortable with two, being a boy, a boy and a girl. We had the pressure when we, we, we first had a girl uh, to say we needed a boy. And, well, God gave us the boy. Uh, we are more or less like at a comfort zone. But should something happen and we get another one, wow, it's going to be good news as well. I would also like to hear from uh, Mona Lisa. Did you actually decide to have one child only or circumstances well as my said sometimes we get pressure from our families so it's i'm in the same boat with him but as for me i think one child is enough for me due to you know the economic uh problems that we're facing now so for me to manage that i think one child is enough and i don't think i need anyone to tell me how many children i need to have because it's me who's responsible for that child so I know how I can manage the child. One child, not more than or anything of that sort. Interesting there. Also on the panel, we have a young woman, Ezelina, who is still deciding on having more or less children. Ezelina, please share us your thoughts. What is going to be um, your kind of family and your reasons? For me, um, an ideal has always been to, to, to have one child. Um, I think that's best looking at the levels of resources I would want to, I, I think I, I can afford for them. And where I would want them to send, for example, to school, the sort of medical care they should have, and issues like those. Because um, I feel like deciding at an early stage in life how many children you want to have, it, help you, it will help you plan better on the sort of investments you want to make, on the sort of life you want to live as a person. So for me personally, it has always been a thing of I want to have one child. But I can't say I would decide now because I don't have... Um, an official partner yet. At that time, I would also want to decide, but for me, an ideal would be one, but I wouldn't go more than two. But then there are also um, religious beliefs. The Bible tells us that we should have as many children as we can. Mm -hmm. Don't you think some of these decisions are in conflict with what the, uh, maybe the Bible says or what religious beliefs say? Myself, being, um, being a Christian, uh, I would say that they're not conflicting each other. Because it's, it's also the same Bible to me that says that um, any man or any person who cannot take care of his family or children is a fool. So I don't want to end up being a fool at the end of the day. <laughs> I want to make sure that the family that I have, I can be able to manage the, children, the number of children I have. I should be able to fend for them, give them um, the best of life that I can afford for them. And it shouldn't be an issue of, um, no, we were so many of us in our family, our mother couldn't afford this for us or uh, we were this number of us, we couldn't uh, afford, she couldn't afford all of us going to a university, for example. So to me, I don't want that to be a hindering factor. I know that if I have one or two children, that would be the best for me to say that I can fend for them to the best of my ability. 
Also, this question, maybe I should take it up. Um, those that seem elite or dwelling in urban areas, they might have an upper hand of deciding how many children they would like to have. What about those um, in rural areas? They just have kids as long as God has, has given them. What can you tell them, especially young people? Well, there's always that debate that maybe those that are in urban areas are at an advantage. Uh, another uh, advantage or have got an advantage to many issues to the access to good health care, access to information. So they are more or less like empowered uh, to make decisions um, about maybe issues of maybe how many children they need to have because they have got the, that access to good information maybe on issues of family planning and so on and so forth, which maybe those in, rural, uh, in the remote areas do not have. And then um, they are at a better place or at, a, at an advantage to make a decision to say, well, um, I can have what, two children, that's all. And like maybe in the rural areas, um, whereby people do not have such information to say, uh, why is it bad or not good to have so many children that you cannot even take care of? How that pressure is, uh, that, 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 that burden is pushed maybe to others. Because most of the times when you've got many children, uh, it takes the whole community and even those that are living in the areas to start helping you. Uh, when you look even at the taxes we are paying, uh, most of the times we are being taxed heavily uh, because it have, we have to cater for uh, children that are not ours because some people in, the, in other areas decide to have so many children they cannot take care of. So we have to buy books for them, uh, we have to, 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 to buy drugs for them, uh, we have to make sure that at least they have access to good roads by taking taxes from us. Uh, so this is maybe the reason uh, those that are in urban areas, because they've got that information, they're able to make a decision to say, let me have two that I can be able to take care of. But those in the rural areas, just because maybe they are at a, at a disadvantage in terms of um, access to information on these issues, um, you can have as many, and they see no problem with it. And also the other issue or the other debate that arises is that of um, entertainment. Um, because they don't have much entertainment, they think uh, the entertainment they can have is having sex in their families, and at the end of the day, they produce more uh, because they don't even uh, have access maybe to family planning methods. Uh, unlike maybe those that are in urban areas, at least they have got access to entertainment. They have got so many other things to do, apart from thinking of what am I going they have got other things to do for their families, for their wives or their uh, their husbands uh, to offer them, maybe to thank them for everything. And then for the others, they think, oh, well, how do I thank my husband for the good harvest that we have this year? Interesting thoughts, my there. Yes, indeed, you're right inside the 77% show, and we're discussing family sizes for young people as regards to financial situations. And my panel comprises four young people with fewer kids, and those still deciding. We'll be back. And continuing with the program, Patrick Dambola thinks otherwise. He thinks bigger families are good. Let's hear from him. Patrick, tell us, why are you for bigger families? Well, thank you so much, Miriam. I'm for bigger families because in the first place, God instructed us to do so. Uh, I'm a Christian and uh, I follow the teachings of the Bible. So let's go to Genesis 22 verse 17 where God is instructing the mankind to say, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand of the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. This is a clear instruction from God. So as a Christian, 
I follow the values of Christianity. So I have to do that. I'm for bigger families. And then don't you think having a bigger family, it has its own uh, economical challenges um, regarding the current situations that we are living in? It's a matter of planning. You, you just have to plan it properly. There is, no, there is nothing like uh, challenges, economic challenges in a big family because you, you have to plan it. Uh, so whenever you decide to have the number of children that you want, make sure you plan properly, and that cannot be a problem. For example, in my family, there was nine of us in our family, but we grew up, we were educated, so it's a matter of planning. It's not about uh, having a lot of money, but it's a matter of planning. And also in Africa, we believe that children are a treasure. So as an African parent, I'm, I'm hopeful that when I grow up, when I grow old, these are the children that will take care of me. Because uh, that's the norm in Africa. It's, 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 not, uh, it's not very common to have uh, things like uh, homes for the elderly. It is these children that will take care of us as Africans. And um, we should also hear from Ezelina. Um, not a lot of young women are as empowered, just like my said, to make these decisions before they actually enter these uh, marriages. What would you say to young women uh, who are thinking that someday they'll get married and then they should already start planning for their future? Um, first of all, let me start by saying that an issue of having children is not just uh, as one enters into marriage, as we all know. Um, it, it can also happen before they enter into marriage. But it's a thing that they should already have a stand on, even though they are not into marriage. If they are having sexual relationships, those that are, are old and um, are making these decisions, they should know that I'm getting into this relationship. If it's a sexual relationship, um, do I want to have a child now or not? It's very, very important. Because you can't just leave it open to say that um, I'll, I'll, leave it to, I'll leave it to decide when it happens. Let's say when I fall pregnant. It's not right. They should decide here and now, even as they are listening to this program, that by the time I'm going into any relationship, whether it's a marriage or a relationship that I'm sleeping with someone, what are the consequences if I get pregnant? What bearing is it going to have on my life and what I want to do and the things I want to achieve? Okay, fine, if I fall pregnant, uh, how best am I going to take care of this child? So it's a decision that needs to be made uh, at the earliest possible time before they get into any such relationship that will cause them to have children. So when you decide early, it's easy for you to live through it. Then when it comes as a shocker that you need to have a child now and you're taken by surprise, you know. Um, some of us have lived through that life and we say it's the grace of God. But it's not everything that should be left just to the grace of God. I think it is God himself who gave us the wisdom and intelligence to decide on such things. So we should be able to decide early enough on the best possible life we want to give our children. It, also, it doesn't just help us, but it also contributes to the development of our countries. My, what should young people do to ensure that they plan for their families, whether to have a large family or a small family? Uh, stop giving yourself unnecessary pressure. Run your own race. Don't be uh, excited with what people think or say about you. It's your life. It's your children. If you can manage to take care of them, or well, have men as you can, but if you can't, at least manage yourself. Mona Lisa? Okay, yeah. I think the best is to have a plan. Plan for your future. Think, if you have a child now, are you going to be able to take care of them? If it's one child, if it's two children. So, all you need is planning. Patrick Dambola, finish for us, please. They should not be scared of having a big family. All that they have to do is to plan properly. So having a big family is not going to be an issue to stop us from bearing children. We just have to plan properly. 
There you have it, Patrick Nambula, ending our debate on young people's thoughts on bigger or small families. Across the world, research shows that the size of households is falling everywhere. And while Africa's drop is slow, the voices we just heard indicate that it is happening. Let's head back to Bone, Germany, where my colleague Michael Oti is standing with Facebook comments. Thank you, Miriam. Now, some studies have shown that Western, Central, and Eastern Africa desire big families, whereas in Southern and Northern Africa, family sizes are beginning to fall. So on our Facebook page, we decided to do something different this time. We put up a poll asking you what you think about this. And the vote, interestingly, was split between those who think that this is right and those who thought that, nah, this is totally made up. And Kanani Pios had an interesting point. He said that Western, Central, and Eastern Africa are the very regions where humanity began. And as a result, the same regions, they will be the same regions where humanity will be lost last. And he says this is natural. But I don't know. I mean, I know it's true that humanity generally is thought to have begun in the Central Africa region. But does this have anything to do with fertility rates? I have zero idea about this. Chan Paul says that religion is a factor. Muslims are polygamous. But again, that is not quite accurate. Because we heard earlier from northern Nigeria, and by the way, the people that we spoke to were mixed, Christians and Muslims. And there was no difference in preference for the number of children between Muslims and Christians. And so religion's role may be a bit overstated. Fort Ems says, I don't think so. Northern Africa? He seems <laughs> to be shocked that North Africans have fewer children. But the study confirms this. I will link the study on our Facebook page, DW Africa, so you can take a look. That's it from social media. Let's head back to Miriam in Malawi. Let's put this in context. Family sizes are falling everywhere, but it is not the same everywhere. Southern Africa, where I am based, is doing better than Western, Central and Eastern Africa. But ultimately, I think beyond environmental reasons, there is a personal reason to have less children. Every week, we address one issue important to young people. You can listen to our previous shows by visiting dw.com slash 77. The debate continues online on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for DW Africa. If you have a story that you believe the world should hear, leave us a message on any of these platforms. Until next time, I am Miriam Kaliza, and I did this with my colleague Michael Oti in Bonn, Germany. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. Never try to lie.